What is your true purpose in life? Now, if you're Muslim and you're listening to this, then we know the answer to that is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no question in that. That is the absolute answer. But here's the thing. There are many ways to execute this true purpose in our own unique way. So yes, we're going to do those five pillars and those six pillars of Iman. But beyond that, we have this freedom to be able to, as long as we stay within those, to execute our true purpose and gift that might be unique to us. For example, somebody might be a doctor and the way that they worship Allah is they use their gift in this to save lives. Or we might have a person who is a chef and then they use that talent to feed the homeless and give back to the community. Or we might have somebody who is a counselor or a therapist who uses their unique gifts and skills to heal the world. And so what is yours? Now you might be saying, I already know I have a degree from this college or that, but here is the thing. Sometimes we choose things, but they're not really for us. We choose them because they're convenient, because our family suggested it, because we think it's what we want but it's not always the case. We haven't unlocked our true passion, our unique gift and purpose. In this podcast, we're going to talk about exactly how to figure out what yours is. Take a listen. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women and men, like I said, in this week or two to grow and thrive. And I say men and women again because we are still having our free master class that is, that is actually up for men and women on how to find a spouse. Um, I'll mention how to find out more info if this is the first time you're hearing that in a minute. But today what we're going to be talking about is, like I said, how to find your true purpose. And by the time you're done listening to this, you're going to walk away knowing at least three steps you can take right now to figure it out. And, you know, the reason I love this, I love this process is because... Um, It actually is something that helps you figure out if you're on the right track or if you're totally confused and you don't know where you're going in life, how to actually get on the right track. So whether you're like late in the game, like you're ready, like in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, and you've done, started your career or your life and you have kids already, um, it's still good for you. And if you're a person who is like a young student in college trying to figure it out, it's still good for you too. So that's why I love it. It's kind of this thing that we all need to do at some point. I mean, hopefully sooner than later is figure out what our true purpose is. And like I said, by the time you're done, I'll give you the three steps to do it. Inshallah, isn't that? Um, I just want to say a warm um, congratulations before I start to the winner of our uh, Facebook challenge. We actually did an entire five-day challenge. So amazing on how to find a spouse like an expert. We had a private group that invited so many of you to on this podcast. And many of you joined us, just hundreds of you. And I want to say congratulations to the three winners. Um, They actually won um, an entire course of mine that I have for free. I gave it away with all of the parts of it and how to find a spouse and find compatibility and personality and family dynamics and all that stuff. And I gave them a bunch of bonuses like personality toolkits and and self-work toolkits and I think I gave them the family guidebook and the, um, 
the framework, I think the step-by-step framework on how to get married by the Sunnah, they got it all. And then on top of that, two other winners, they ended up getting Amazon gift cards. So a warm, warm additional congratulations to those women that won in that competition. And inshallah ta'ala, we'll have another one next year. No worries if you missed it. Um, every year we give out different prizes. So today we're talking about figuring out who you are. And by the way, um, a lot of you are in or have attended or are still going to attend the free class I have on how to find a spouse. And what I want to say is this exercise that we're going to do now to help you find your purpose is also very much connected to finding your spouse, right? Because you want to make sure that you find someone who is aligned with who you are, what your purpose is, and your passion. And, you know, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and they were saying, you know, well, in terms of compatibility, all I have to do is make sure I marry somebody from my same country. It just cuts all the mess out. We're both from wherever that is. You know, let's say it was um, Malaysia. Like, we're both from Malaysia. We're both from Pakistan. We're both from Egypt. We're both from... And and maybe even we're from the same village. So I know it's just going to be easy, much easier than, like, marrying somebody from another culture. And I want to say that that's not actually 100% true because at the end of the day, that's not how you find compatibility. That is not how you find um, just your similarities in within each other because there's just so much more to it, let's just say. Anyway, if you get a chance, catch the free class. We go into that and some of the missteps that people actually make. So today when we're talking about your true purpose, this is really, really important to find. I want to tell you a minute um, how I found mine and then the actual steps that you could do that is kind of similar to what I did. Um, I remember when I was back in college, I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> I'm laughing at it now because I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't want to be farther from that now. Um, after having been married and having five children and you know educating for 20 years in the public and private sector, like I, I couldn't want anything further from that. Because at the time, I realized what I wanted was I wanted to help people. I wanted to you know fight for justice, for people who are disenfranchised, and I wanted to really help people. And I remember getting to get like, you know, applying for university, getting accepted to the one I wanted to go to, and then looking at the courses and going, oh my gosh, this is like nothing I care about. But at the end, like being a lawyer sounded so amazing because I could help all these people, but little did I know the, you know, the, the corruption that sometimes happens. I was very young and naive, let's just say. And just the course curriculum turned me off because it was just like a lot of stuff that just really bored me to death, to be honest. And I think it was probably the best decision I ever made was not to do that. Instead, I decided to become an educator because, again, I wanted to help people. I was always in that like that that field where I wanted to, to make a difference. And alhamdulillah. While I was becoming an educator, I went and I became a teacher. And after I became a teacher, I became a teacher trainer. Then I went on to, um, and that was great. And then I was like, wow, and I get to help other teachers. So first I was helping children. Then I was helping, um, actually I taught adults sometimes. And then I went on to train other teachers. And then after that, I worked for a really, if you've, <laughs> if you've ever heard my podcast, um, How to Put Mean Girls in Their Place, Um, Mean Girls in Fortune 500 companies because I ended up working for a very, very prestigious non-Muslim nonprofit where I would actually go into schools and I would actually train principals and administrators and like superintendents and stuff like that because we would go like outside and above and we would travel all over the United States and we would train. And then I went and did it in Dubai. And that also showed me some stuff. And the reason I'm telling you all this is because the end of my story is kind of where you meet me now, (laughs) which is 
all of that stuff, while it seemed like it was going to help people, it really wasn't my true passion. But I signed up for college just like everybody else. I got this, you know, neat degree. I got two masters. I, I did it all, right? But at the end of the day, and my daughter was joking with me about this the other day, I ended up on the weekends and nights doing what I do here at Mindful Muslima. That was where my true passion was. It was like a side gig. When I say a side gig, I mean that jokingly. Like I would, on a, as a side gig, feed the homeless. <laughs> as a side gig, I would start a food pantry. As a side gig, I would do halakas. I was in aqiba. I would, I would go out to, uh, and I would work for a different um, Muslim organization. And eventually, um, I led one of the biggest ones in the United States. And I would do this and be on boards and everything. And that was what I loved. I loved to be with my people, quote unquote, and to have help them grow and thrive. I was all about building the Muslim community because I saw how broken everything was. I used to be in Aqiba and I would sit in these big halakha and these mothers would come running up to me and be like, talk to my teenage daughter. She really needs someone and she won't listen to me anymore. And as I would listen to the daughter, I would hear all her, hear all her issues and her complaints about the parents. And then I would talk separately to the parents and I would hear their complaints about the children. And then I could see what was going on. And I worked and worked for years, two decades, doing this with the community and studying under scholars myself. And at the end of it, like while I was doing all this, I was still being a teacher, by the way. <laughs> I was still being a teacher's trainer and I was still training principals. And, um, and this was, like I said, all over the US and Dubai. And at the end of the day, my husband is just like, you know, like that stuff you do from nine to five, I don't think that's what you love. And I was like, you know what, you're right. And I ended up kind of quitting it all and throwing the towel in when I was probably at the highest part of my career. like top top like the places everybody wishes to reach and I just like literally crumpled it up threw it away resigned and here I am and I say that because I saw that my calling my purpose my life gift was here and every day when I DM so many of you in Instagram and Facebook, are we talking privately and you're telling me how much you've changed because of the information that we talk about, I just say to myself time and time again, this is what I'm meant to do because I have seen things and heard things and people need to hear these answers because I see women struggling and I feel like, oh my goodness, that was me like 10 years ago. If someone just would have told me, that's honestly why I even have um, the free masterclass for the marriage because I'm just like why I see people getting married to the wrong people and then suffering and calling me afterwards like I didn't like know this information and then I did this and now help me and I just feel like there's just so much suffering out there that needs to be helped and so anyway that is kind of in a nutshell how I arrived where I am I don't think in all of my podcasts I have ever told that story and um, I wanted you to know it because that's how I arrived where I am and it took it took me 20 years guys and I don't want it to take you 20 years. And it took me 20 years because I kind of I kind of needed to feel it out. And to be honest, I come from like the old school mentality where everything is done in a very organized way. Nobody like comes on and and does podcasts and online teaching and stuff. That that was never a thing when I was younger or when I was in college. I come from maybe the generation before you one or two generations, right? Some of you. <laughs> so just so you know, like that's why it took me so long. Now, if, it, if they had this big thing now where it's totally normalized, maybe it might've been a thought back then, but nope, it came around and it landed as is. So how do you figure out exactly what your purpose is? I ended up here and I cannot tell you how every day it is just an absolute gift 
to speak to so many of you. And I want to talk to you now about exactly how you could figure out what your gift is, your purpose. That way you could feel just as fulfilled as I do. All right, so I have like three questions that are going to help you discover what you're meant to be doing. And that's what this is really all about. Because the last thing I want for you is for you to go through five, ten years, like a decade or two of your life, only to find out that you've been wasting your time. Hey, you're going to save a lot of money too because college is expensive. And I spent on my education, oh my goodness, hold on, give me a second, at least 275000 US dollars. Yes, yes, that's how expensive it is to get the degrees that I have. And... I don't even use them <laughs> anymore. No, like, I'm not going to lie. I use them to do other things, but I don't use them for what they're meant for. Like, I'm sure there was a cheaper way to go about it and do what I'm doing now. Like, all of that, you know, it helped me to go to, to school for six to eight years and to get all these things, and that's lovely. And, you know, you could, you could say, hey, I have this and have that, but does that really help me be a great parent or be a great wife or find true happiness or fulfill others and help others to have a better life and to have peace with themselves and with the less pen and with Ida? Definitely not. <laughs> and it definitely hurts your wallet. So Alhamdulillah, I don't owe any money. I worked really hard. Everything's paid for. But I'm telling you, I could save you a lot of time and money. So let's talk about the three things that you could do um, to figure out what you're truly meant to be doing. Number one, this is what you're going to do. And if you want to take a notepad, you could take a notepad if you, pad if you want to like pause it here and you want to, you know, come back or whatever. But I want you to really take these three things. And what I've learned, by the way, just so you know from an educator, and this is going back to the marriage thing, is when you're going to find a spouse, this is a very similar process. And this is what I talk about in the, the free class and I talk about even more like in the whole course that everybody knows that I have is that you have to do this reflection. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he talks about tadabr. So what we're going to be doing here right now is a lot of tadabr, a lot of reflection on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us about what we we're going to do with our life and stuff like that. But it's it's these moments, these are the light bulb moments. These are the epiphanies that you're going to find where you figure out what your life is really meant for. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells us to really do these things, to read the Quran and ponder. And that's really what we're doing here is we're pondering our purpose, but we're just more like paying closer attention. And what I love to do here in this program is teach women how to be more mindful. And mindfulness is really just being more present, reflecting and noticing, not living in the past and all our regrets and all our, you know, worries and not living in the future where we're unsure of what's going to happen tomorrow and we're fearful and we're worried and we're losing sleep we're not doing that we're right here so be right here with me right now in the present and let's talk about what you're really meant to be doing and let's help figure it out together and these might be things you want to think about even after the podcast and that's fine too so number one i want you to look for you can start from today i want you to look for things that are really easy for you but hard for other people really easy for you but hard for other people and, you know, for me, um, I noticed that being Muslim in a Western country was easy for me. Wearing hijab was very easy for me. I almost sometimes couldn't relate to why other people found it hard. I'm going to be honest here. Because, I don't know, Allah put something inside of me where he made me love these things because he loved them. Like Rasulullah he says, Rasul, like, love what Allah loves and hate what Allah hates. It was something innately in me and I found it easy. And I was just going about my life and 
I remember one day my daughter said to me something. She said, Mommy, it's easy for you, but it's hard for me. It wasn't about hijab. It was about something else. And that's when I realized not everybody finds it as easy as I do. So that forced me to say, well, well, if I wanted to help people who did want to find it as easy as I do, how could I do that? How could I break it down for them in a way where they could do it just as easily? Like I, I would, it's called backward design. Like if you have an end result and you say, well, how did I reach there? Well, I had to take these steps and you go backwards until you come to the place. And that's what I do on all these podcasts. I always have tips and steps and things. Those are my way to help you or anyone else who's listening that you share with to find it easier to do these very difficult things that maybe I would find it harder, excuse me, easier to do. Now, Other people might have something that they find totally easy and I find totally difficult. Let me give you a perfect example. What's really hard for me are mechanical things. Like I don't care for them so much that I just, honestly, I give up before I even start trying. For example, I remember back when we used to have VCRs. Yes, I'm that old. Um, They would jam and break and you'd have to like take it apart and blow on things like, you know, because of the dust and stuff and you'd have to like open this and that button. And I would just watch my mother do these things because I was a kid and that's what we had. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a headache watching you. And so when I got later and I got married, and anytime anything broke in the house, I was like, honey, 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 I need help. I need help. My husband's like, how many degrees do you have you can't fix? I go, it's just not my thing. You know, like everybody has something that's just like not their thing. Like I could, I could read like books upon books and, and this and give lectures and, and, you know, give speeches. And, and he asked me to fix a mechanical thing that's broken. And my husband is like, give it up. Give it to me. I'll just do it. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so everybody has their thing. Okay. What's your thing? What's your thing that is just so easy for you that's just like what we call a piece of cake, right? Just something for you that's just like other people are going to be like, oh, but for you it's like, look, I could do it in 10 seconds. Just give it to me. So that's the first thing. I want you to figure out what are the things in your life that are easy for you to do. Number two, I want you to look for the places. This is, again, if you just caught us, we're looking for how to discover what we're meant to be doing. These are the, the three little steps or tips that are going to give us some insight to figure that out exactly. So number two is what are the places that you meddle in? The places where you always need to give your two cents because you have so much to say about this thing that you can't hold your tongue. Like, like imagine if there's a conversation with girlfriends and we get on the topic of, I don't know, let's say cooking. And you're just like, oh my gosh, hold on. Let me tell you all about how to do this. Or let's pretend it's about fashion. And you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I totally have the place you need to go and get a better deal for that. Or you like, it's about like a problem with one of your friends have a, a relationship issue. And you just, you're the one that everybody goes to. Or you're the one that always needs to talk about something because you have so much to say. Because you know how to fix it. Or you know how to help them. And you just want them to know. That is another sign of what could be your purpose, your unique gift, your thing. And that's what I realized mine was. I always saw women in trouble and I wanted to talk to them about it because I wanted to share with them what was working for me because I didn't want them to stay in that state. And that was one of the things I noticed about myself was just like this passion I had to like, I couldn't let that woman stay the way she was. And it was just not necessary to me. It was like unnecessary pain and I didn't want her to feel it. And so that was something for me. So what's it for you? What's something that you constantly find yourself talking about 
When you go to scroll in through the social media, what are the types of pages you follow? Forget the bad ones that you shouldn't be following. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about things that are halal meddling, halal meddling. Come on, guys. Um, we all know there's some things that, that sometimes are not the best, and we need, to, we need to learn how to let those go. They're just a waste of our time. And so let's think about the things that are positive things that are aligned with Islam. Aligned with Islam. Let's just be real. I'm not going to try to say that that's okay to do this just because it's your passion and you're, you're, Allah will understand. Nope. I'm not, this is not that podcast. <laughs> you can, I, I don't want to start saying other names of other podcasts that you can listen to those. But like, this is where I'm going to tell you the real deal. I'm going to tell you like, in the end, you want happiness. It has to be aligned with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Doing our own thing 100%, whether Allah likes it or not, it's going to cause a lot of problems in the end. Some of you, I'm going I'm to save you a lot of trouble. So yes, aligned with Islam and something that we love to talk about, learn about, all that type of stuff. Last one, last one. Um, oh, by the way, um, I wanted to throw another one in there just before I just remembered how to organize things. Some women are super organized and some women are super unorganized. Like if you're good with planners, organizing your kitchen, you know, raising children, whatever. You always got to tell some woman how she should be dressing her son because he didn't know or here's a medicine you should give him. Or Like again, so many skills out there that we undervalue that could be our gift and our true purpose. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, number three is I want you to think if you've ever heard anyone say any of these phrases to you before. People come to you all the time and just say, oh, could I just talk to you for a minute about this? Or could you just show me this again? I know you were talking about this the other day. Or could you give me some advice about this? Or can I just pick your brain a minute about that? Or, oh my gosh, you know, one day you just need to teach people all about that. Have you ever had people come and talk to you about that? And if you haven't, it doesn't mean that you don't have any unique gift, by the way. You just might never have gotten to those conversations. But a lot of times, that is a big sign that this is something that people are like, wow, you could bring such value if other people could hear you talk about that. Now, for me, for me it was my daughter. Um, my oldest daughter, she's 21. And um, yeah, my oldest stepson, he's 23. Yeah, both of them are married now. They have kids. SubhanAllah, time flies. Um, but yeah, she saw me do all this stuff, right? She saw me work. She saw me do all the side stuff where I would go to the women's shelters and, and give all the halaqa and give all the speeches and talk to um, feed the homeless and gather volunteers and train them. And she used to saw me do all this stuff. And, and mothers crying to me about their children asking for help and like all this stuff. And she said to me more than once, and I think it didn't catch on to me until like the third or fourth time. She's like, oh my gosh, mommy, you have to write a book. You've lived a thousand lives. And I'm like, subhanAllah. And then I thought about all the things I went through in my own life too. See, that's the thing. Is I, w- I would go through these things and then I would use that information because I think Allah does that sometimes to us. And I'm going to say this to women who are struggling right now. If you're struggling right now with something, sometimes what you are going through, and I've said this in previous podcasts if you haven't caught it, what you're going through is a gift for you and sometimes it's a gift for someone else. Sometimes what I went through made me stronger and was that was my own gift to myself. At the time, it did not feel like a gift. So if, you, if your hardship right now, your iptila, your test doesn't feel like a gift it's not going to feel like it now okay you're not going to maybe realize it that's why you just keep saying alhamdulillah and you trust allah kareem allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but what i want to say is later on you're going to find it's a gift that made you stronger and sometimes it becomes a gift for someone else so that difficulty i went through it was like i said making me stronger but then i was giving that gift of that knowledge that that experience i went through bad or good gave to somebody else and it became a gift for them too so these bad things can turn into very very good things alhamdulillah the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's how we heal one another and so my daughter said yeah 
she said, mommy, you could write a million books and you could, you had a million stories and you could just, mommy, mommy, you got to do something with that. And I was like, I never, never, like, I was like, how? I have, I have to like work and stuff. <laughs> Nobody has time for that. Right. But alhamdulillah, eventually Allah showed me how. Allah showed me how because I kept saying Allah I want to help I want to help show me how show me show me what you need from me and that's how Allah guided me you know so um what I want to say is in number three is think about the times that people are constantly coming to you for answers there's something that like I said you are so good at and there's something that is so easy for you that it is hard for someone else and we really sometimes can take for granted our unique purpose because it's so easy. Because it's so easy for us to do that thing, sometimes we don't think it's as valuable as it is. But to other people, it's gold. They really needed that, that thing that you could do. They really needed that information. It really could help them. It really could heal them. Sometimes life-changing for other people and we undervalue it because it's so easy or sometimes because for example if you're a person that gives advice on different things sometimes we give people advice and then they take it and they don't seemingly do anything with it so for example like um women always ask me all the time about like how to eat healthier how to lose weight and, I, and then sometimes after i tell them that advice they'll come to me like a couple weeks later and they're like oh i just want to give you an update on where i'm at i'm like yeah and then they'll be like well you know like I did everything you told me you know, you know, about eating healthy, but then like I went home and I like ate a half a half a carton of Haagen Dazs, and I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, yeah, I just I can't, you know, like I'm struggling within myself, and I got this and that and that and that and that. And sometimes it has nothing to do with us. It's just that a lot of times when you give people advice, they listen to it, but they don't do much with it. That is that is the human being. That is a totally human thing to do. And sometimes though, if a person would see that happen enough where they give and give and give all that they have to give and it's so easy for them to do, but everybody else is like, gosh, why can't you just do this and this and that? It can feel discouraging and it can make you almost, it can almost like reinforce in yourself that that thing is invaluable because people aren't benefiting from it, right? But that's not the case. It's just that you haven't seen it reach the right person that it needs to reach because when it does reach the right people, it is life-changing. And, I, and I've had those conversations with people who are like, if I hadn't known that, this would have happened to me. Thank you so much. And you have that in you. There's something right now in you that could heal someone, help someone, be a gift to the world, and you're just meant to give it. And let me tell you something. When you're giving those gifts of yourself and your true purpose and your unique calling, do you know what it does for you? It gives you this happiness that you've always wanted to feel this joy because what you're doing is you, there's certain spaces in your heart that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can fill and as you're worshiping Allah and doing this and then doing this work to find your true life passion and your unique gift and then you make that your career oh my goodness that is just that is it because you're like do I actually get to do this for work and love it so much it's amazing and just you find such draw, uh, just like fulfillment and joy and purpose in it. So I want you to think about these three things. I want you to think about what you're meant to be doing. Let's just look. At, let's just review them like ten seconds. Look for things that are easy for you but harder for others to do. I want you to look for the places where you meddle. What are the topics that you're always interested in talking about, reading about, learning about? wanting to talk and talk because you just got so much to say and so much to offer. And number three, 
all the all the conversations and comments where people came to you and just were like, could you help me with this? Could you help me? Because you're so good at that. And I want you to think about the fact that you have a unique gift inside of you. If Even if you haven't unlocked it yet, you might be a doctor and that might not be your unique gift, guys. It might, it might not. It might be that you're really good at like, creating furniture (laughs) I'm just I'm dead serious I've seen some people have like crazy like you know like law degrees and they end up like doing stuff on Etsy that's their passion what's the thing you wish you could spend your whole day doing other than sleeping (laughs) you know what I mean all right may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you to find your true calling your true purpose and for you to use it to not only worship him but to help and heal the world I always love talking to you guys. And by the way, I'm sorry I put this up a little bit later. Um, Many of you who follow me on Instagram or Facebook might know that we did have um, a passing in the family. So we ask, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give him Jannah al-Firdaus, Amin ya Rabbil Alameen, Allahi wa al-Rajoon. And join us for our free class, guys. It's only going to be up for about another week. I only put it up once or twice a year. Let's talk about reflecting on, look at this. Once you find your true purpose, you got to make sure that that guy or that girl is going to be aligned with what you need to do with your life, right? Let's talk about it more there. I'll talk to you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi, barakatuh.